Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Thursday. With the holidays approaching, I hope everybody's excited. I wonder if everybody has seasonal depression like I do, or if you guys are just healthy. Um, I'm not really, do- I'm not really doing anything um, at the moment. I'm just writing. However, this weekend I am cooking for my family, so that's exciting. Um, but other than that, I'm not really, I'm not really doing anything because I'm not really important. What about you, Stevie? I'm not doing shit. <laughs> Have you read any good books lately? No. Well, I'm reading. I'm reading the beta copy of a book, but that's and that's really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. But if you ask me, every Alexis Winter book is my favorite. So I love to hear that. Um, I have not read anything, so I literally have just been like in the cave trying not to uh die um I'm trying to think of anything important that I feel like need I need oh my website my new website's up and there's a section that has is dedicated to the podcast Stevie has her own little like area and everything I feel like I should have one for for being a PA too like I should just be all over there no listen you do though it it says you're my PA Oh, I haven't been on it yet. Hold up. It says, let me, let me read you Stevie's little section on my website. It's under the, my podcast portion. And it says Baltimore born and raised avid reader of contemporary romance. Stevie is not only my incredible co-host. She also holds my life together as my PA. Her love of books sparked an interest of wanting to dive deeper into the indie book world from blogger to PR company owner. If you need to know something about romance books, Stevie is your gal. Ta-da! Why is it when I go to your website, it gives me this connection is not private? Where are you going? Where did you go to my website at? I put it up on Google. No, 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 no. It's montyj.org because I have a new one. The one that says connections not private is getting closed down. Glad we had this conversation on this to let everybody know. You can find me at montyj.org. Oh, yeah, it works. I'm not painting this new logo, by the way. Oh, that's fine. If anybody has, I don't think we've ever showed it, but um, in MJ's office, she has a painting that I made of her. It is. You can't see photo. it because <laughs> it's over there, but, and you obviously you can't see it because, you know, you're on a podcast, but it's there and that's what matters. Which brings to the next door, next thing of business because we are closing into the end of the year, which means we're moving on to bigger and better things for this podcast. Um, we are going video. Very much so, which is exciting. Obviously, not all authors will agree to do it, so you'll still get um, 
most likely their icon like when we post them on YouTube, but we are switching to video for a majority of them um, as long as authors agree to it. Um, and you will be able to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which doesn't have 100 followers yet. So if you aren't, go subscribe to it. There's a wonderful two-hour video on there that you can go watch that embarrasses MJ every time I talk about it. I hate that video. I mean, I love it because it's got like great information on it. I just wish we could have cut that one part out. Hell, no, we're not cutting that out. That was the best part. <laughs> Good Lord, my dad. But uh, yeah, so super exciting things coming from the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. And I'd also like, like yeah. tell you that, that that video has like over 300 likes on or views on YouTube, but then also when TikTok it has over 700 I hate it my dad needs to get his life together he was so funny he's like um he's an integral part of this podcast I hear you but anywho on a side note uh the person that's coming to talk to us today is a three-peat offender um (laughs) she's a three-peat offender Please introduce her as that when she comes on because I have a feeling she's gonna laugh at it. Three Pete offender people. So she's been on here. Um, this is her third time joining us. We love her to death, and uh, we're super excited to have her on for this little. She's holiday. also one of my near and dear friends and my client as well. I work very very closely on all her releases now. With I love her. Nash's PR company, so shout out to that because I know Tiffany's probably going to listen to this episode, so shout out to Tiffany. Um, Alexis has been a huge part of our PR company, and she is also a very, very, very good friend of mine. I absolutely adore her, and she's back again. And we're super excited to go chat with her about all the holiday goodness, so uh, let's head on over there and chat with Alexis in three two, one, one, go. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Alexis Winter, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. You didn't say we the are... phrase like you said on the intro when we did our intro. <laughs> what is it? You're, You're talking to me? You're calling her a three-peat offender. Oh, yeah. I called you a three-peat offender in the intro. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I know. Like and Stevie was like, Stevie was like, oh my God, that sounds so better. I was like, no, it just means that she's been on for three times, you know? Uh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I'm a true crime stan. So I like, you know, that's a great, <sighs> great way to. Me too. <laughs> I love true crime. It's one of my favorite activities, hobbies, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> obsession. It's fine. Um, so like we said, we're super excited to have you back on. We love talking to you. I feel like it needs to be just a seasonal thing that we just talk to. every season season. (laughs) legit is releasing every month for the next six months i am just come back every month you know that scene from bridesmaids where she took nine puppies and she's like i took nine i took nine like i overcommitted that's how i feel going into 2020 i overcommitted i could (laughs) never though i would i would possibly i would pass out i don't even want to think about that but i'm gonna let stevie's gonna kick it off with some questions about a very bossy Christmas. Whoop, whoop, go ahead. Since this is my book that I talk to you about all the time, 
Um, it's an enemies to lovers with Kate and Damon. What was your inspiration for writing a Christmas one? Because this is not your first one. Right. This is your second. Naughty or Nice came out last Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, first of all, last year when I wrote Naughty or Nice, I wrote that in about like four days because all of a sudden I just decided like, why have I never written a holiday book? And I came up with this idea and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so it was, it was a rush, but it was received really well. Everyone was really happy that I released a holiday book. And I was like, I mean, it feels like that's like the time. I mean, Hallmark goes crazy. So I thought, why not? And I had so much fun writing it. Um, And the reason why I hadn't in the past was because like, I usually write several months in advance. And so for me to like write a holiday book in July would have been weird. I would have been like, nah. But yeah, yeah, so this year I just decided I definitely want to write one again. And I waited a little later, so like September. Um, But I I had kind of had a little idea brewing in my head for it and I thought it's going to be fun and it's it's a little shorter than my normal books so it'll it's just like you know why not it's it's romance it's Christmas so yeah just felt like it (laughs) you look like you could write you look like you write holiday romance like you look like the type of person who would write holiday romance (laughs) and I mean it in like a positive way like it's a compliment like I feel like Mm -hmm. the way I said it it sounded like an insult but it was it's very much a compliment right but yeah I was had a conversation with my friend the other day and they were talking about how they're writing a holiday romance. And I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I feel like everybody's writing one. I feel like I should write one. And she was like, don't, you don't look like the type of person who writes holiday romance. And I was like, you know, I think you're meaning that in an insulting way, but I'll, it's fine. It's fine. You write a holiday <laughs> romance where somebody gets murdered. Yeah. Murder mystery. I want to do one, like a clue version where they're all snowed in in a mansion and somebody gets murdered in that mansion, and we got to figure out if I would read it. I would read that. Uh, that would be that. That sounds amazing. It's like a fun whodunit, like a cozy mystery. That would be fantastic. I could definitely. I'm all for it. No, it. I could probably do it. I think I don't know, but I just I I was like I don't know if I want to be insulted or like as a compliment that I <laughs> give off that I have like a very dark soul. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it. Right. Uh, no, I get yeah. it. I get it. <laughs> you look like you just radiate Christmas. Like when I, when I see people, when I see certain people, I'm like, yeah, Christmas is their holiday. Like they look happy <laughs> and cozy, like good people. And I'm like, I, I know I don't give off that vibe. I just know Aww. I don't. Well, I appreciate that. That's, You're that, most that means a lot to me. So. You're totally welcome. All right. Well, I would also like to say a very bossy Christmas is still number 71 on Amazon. Yes. Jesus. In the top one. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> congratulations yeah it, it's doing well and um was received well I'm always a little nervous when I do an enemies to lovers just because I'm a very sarcastic sassy person okay and so yeah. sometimes I feel like I I try to tone it down in my books though because I don't want my characters to come off as completely unlikable especially during the holidays but yeah. you know you want to make you you kind of want to make the reader hate him a little bit just so the the redemption is that much sweeter at the end yeah Oh, I, was I can s- say that was a mission, mission accomplished. Great, great. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm pretty sure it's like down in like the holiday questions and I don't want to like answer it freaking before we get down there. It's not. Okay. So the only Christmas movie that I genuinely enjoy is a ghost, a ghost of girlfriend's past. And I feel like that's because he is a Scrooge. So like the not liking, like not being likable, I think that would be my my jam. Like give me a holiday romance where yeah. the hero is an asshole. 
and like hates oh, well, Christmas. Damon certainly fits that. Yeah, he doesn't celebrate because he has a tragic past. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I want. I don't want to get ahead of the questions though. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> all right, so we know Kate does not like Damon at all, but that's because he's tortured her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a very difficult person. Um, which she, he she gets drunk and and tells him off a little bit about yeah, what he caused it. for her. And he offers to take her home. And this is where everything changes. <laughs> so what yeah. was your favorite part about writing their relationship? Because th- this couple is a little, um, a little sassy. different. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it was the sass. Like, so something I've kind of, I've, I've wanted to write a character that was a little more like the guy being a little bit more of a dick without it being so much so that like, you know, two chapters in, you're like, absolutely not. I can't stand this character. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just make her, you know, she can give it back to him. But I also don't want her to be just be someone who is uh, mean for no reason or him mean for no reason. Like they both kind of have like other things going on in their life that are causing this turmoil. So I just thought, you know, Christmas, they always say like, it's the time. I'm not really sure why they say that. It's the time of year to like tell people how you feel. Um, That's so I, wrong. Don't do that. Because right? of depression. Like, That's why. Seasonal like, depression is why they tell you that. I uh, <laughs> Everyone's hopped up on cookie dough. They're like, oh, let's just tell each other how we feel. So I feel like that, you know, that's kind of where my head though was at with this was I was just like, uh, the characters, I wanted them to really not like each other and have both have good reason, but it also is like superficial reasons. It's not like he's actually yeah. a terrible person and she hates his personality because I'm like I'm not sure how that redemption plays out (laughs) Um, you know (laughs) change who you are no but but yeah it was it was just kind of something where I was like well you know we'll make them both a little snarky and um, I kind of liked the calamity aspect too like you just see her whole little day fall apart piece by piece by piece with all these little things that happen to her and he just doesn't care and that's me personally like if you have already had like six different things happen that day and then someone on top of it is snarky to you or makes fun of you over it I'm like the gloves are coming off yeah (laughs) like I will literally stab you in the eyeball (laughs) with a fork um I think that the reason everybody says that Christmas time is the best time to tell people things is because that's when they're going to their therapist more often and that's what their therapist is telling them tell people how you feel that's what it is because depression isn't at an all-time high during Christmas oh yeah yeah totally like literally oh. see it's seasonal depression is very much a thing nobody's depressed in the summer i am i hate the sun i love working <laughs> yeah i hate the sun i am depressed when the sun is out so i think mm. that that's why everybody says that it's like well, don't move to denver we have three is it always sunny? sunny yes we have Ew. 300 days of saying it yeah we have more sun here than florida absolutely absolutely you oh my god i loved colorado though when i went well, I mean, I stayed, I stayed high in Colorado the whole time, so. Like I mean, I probably, altitude? No, I mean, yes, I did. I did stay up pretty high. I did stay up pretty high altitude-wise. When we went to it's Col- a Colorado we went, state of mind. Oh, yeah. When we went to, we, me and my best friend, it was something that we had always wanted to do in high school, 
and uh, obviously we're adults now and we were like fuck it so we went on like a little girls trip and we're very much uh cannabis supporters so we were like oh this is gonna be the best trip ever but we stayed stoned and hiked like we didn't smoke in the mountain i just wanted to say that we did not smoke weed in the in the woods or anything because a I don't do that. And B, there was like a fire thing. Like you're not, you weren't allowed to smoke oh, or like yeah, have yeah, fire yeah. or anything like that. Cause like the wildfires, uh, we did edibles and we smoked before we got there. So I just want to put that out there to everybody. Well, I'll say every time I'm hiking, I've been at, I've literally been at 13,000 feet before and I smell it. People don't care. <laughs> oh, well, I, I was like, I'm yeah. not going to jail and I don't want to be the right. I, their wildfire starts. No, I, I fully support <laughs> that. I'm just saying, yeah, like people, I feel like it's, uh, I've been up that high and I'm like, man, the oxygen's already so thin up here. And I'm already so sleepy because it's like my brain slowly dying that I'm like, oh man, I would be curled up behind a rock. But yeah, we literally, we got actually high and then walked very high up. Uh, There was one that we, we drove up because I was like, I am not fucking hiking 20 miles to the top of this damn thing stoned yeah. i'm not doing it i'm not do- and i we took edibles so it's a full body high i would literally mm-hmm. feel like a little salamander i'd be like Ooh, i like i would never be able to we would never up. hear from you again the, the bears <laughs> oh, would get you you'd absolutely. roll down the side of the mountain absolutely no joke i would try to pet like some type of animal i shouldn't like i just was not oh, yeah. doing that but i loved now i'm kind of sad that colorado's sunny all the time well fuck that that's out of the list you know I'm what gonna, though i think <laughs> it's um it, it is extremely sunny here. However, I will say though, that like this last year, not so much because there was so much smoke out here. It was a nightmare, yeah. but, um, it, it's, it's not like a Florida sun where it's heat and humidity or anything like that. So it is, plus you can see the mountains, which is really. Yeah. Great. It's a stunning um, state. Like everywhere you go, I was like, damn, this place is like a postcard everywhere. It really is. So anyway, great. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. Get us off was, on that tangent. It's fine. We love Colorado. Oh yeah. I love weed. That's like the king. It's like the capital <laughs> of weed. We were planning our Vegas trip and she's already looked up where all the um dispensaries are within the range of the Airbnb. <laughs> I am yeah. Listen, cannabis is a great thing. Okay, so now Damon has a lot in his past, which we learn in his towards the end of the book um what made you want to give him such a heartbreaking story I think just again it's kind of like that redemption thing like I wanted people to see that like you know yeah he's he's a snarky ass but um he has like good reason for kind of poking his nose into her business you know and he's trying to get her to kind of heal things with her family and be honest Mm -hmm. with them and it's not like he's just trying to control the situation and mansplain things to her. And, um, you know, he's like, Hey, I, this comes from like a genuine place of, of sadness. And so I kind of wanted to give him, it was my attempt to make him a little bit more, uh, give him a little more depth, I guess I should say. Um, he's not just, uh, you know, a douche. Uh, he's a douche with a heart. He has an origin story. (laughs) Those are the best. We love a good redemption arc. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I'm still advocating for one of the men in Rocky Mountain to get a redemption. I know. <laughs> Listen, I uh, have a plan. I even sent her like three voice messages on how to give this girl <laughs> a redemption arc. I I love I love redemption arcs. Um, I'm like the queen of like redemption arc. Like you could probably do like the worst things imaginable, and you could have like a little sliver of like a piece of a redemption. And I'd be like, look right here, we could do it. See, they had right they. 
right here we could do it so i'm queen i love those those are some of my favorite characters honestly i'm like there is a story here sawyer's ex-wife has a story (laughs) i know i know she does it's like i think it's the fear of the unknown i've never done a story like that Um, yeah you know to like tackle something where people typically look at that person and think like okay you're scum i'm not even gonna waste my time on you and then you're like Mm -hmm. You know, everyone deserves a second chance. I was like, Diamonds you in the rough. with her. You got to give her like a horrible backstory. I was like, right. there's a problem here. We have to resolve it. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on because you have a book releasing December 13th, which is book four in your Men of Rocky Mountain series, which I read. Yes. So I love these books. Um, so what can fans expect from Grant's story? So um, Grant's story is kind of a, it's, it's, it's a bit of a redemption story, um, but not like, so, you know, we, we kind of got to know him a little bit in the last book and he was kind of a controlling dick. Like I, when I finished writing the book, I didn't really like him. And I kind of set myself up for like, oh, geez, now I got to make him likable in the next book. Um, I, I love that. Give him a story. But, um, and it's like that fine line because you don't want to make him like the perfect guy. And then he mm-hmm. gets his heart ripped out by this other woman woman because then you're like well no everyone hates her but you know he it was just like in the last book we saw him kind of like a little bit lost in life and trying to do like okay I'm supposed to get married I'm supposed to do this but he wasn't really listening to his heart so in this next book um, I really wanted his story to kind of see I wanted people to see him as like so he I gave him like the the god complex that some doctors have uh so my sister works in healthcare, so I draw from experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's kind of, he's cocky, he's arrogant, he's kind of mm-hmm. full of himself. And it's like, it's a hint of a Pride and Prejudice story because, you know, you have, uh, he kind of doesn't like Lee, who's the main uh, woman in the story, because she's from a privileged background. She's from Boulder. And yeah. If you go to Boulder, it's a weird pocket of extreme wealth here. And so, not everybody, but. Uh, yeah. And so. Um, that's where she's from. And she had, you know, she had a trust fund and she had a lot of stuff handed to her life, but then she has building her own little Pilates empire. And, um, so he kind of like resents her for that because he's like, you've had everything handed to you and you're stuck up and stuff. But then mm-hmm. she also looks at him and says like, well, you're full of yourself and you know, um, you're arrogant and all these kind of things. So it's still that it's the enemies to I the, love it. the lovers, but, um, there is some heartbreak. I'm not going to lie guys. There is some there's some heartbreak in this book and it's, it's not easy. Oh no. I love it. Yes. Oh no. My heart. It's broken. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I, speaking of arrogant doctors, I saw, and TikTok, I saw a TikTok where this nurse was doing a joke where it was like calling doctors by their first name. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. And dude, you should there. I mean, obviously it was a joke, but you should have seen some of their faces when they were like, it was like, Oh, like Alex, can you help me with this paperwork? And he was like, what did you just call me? And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I get it. You went to, you know, med school, you, you did your residency. It's a title that you earned. I absolutely 100% get that. You should be able to be called by that title. But at the same time, like imagine being so conceited that somebody calls you by your first name, like one time and you're like <laughs> excuse me all right it's doctor i'd be like dude i will literally kick you in the gonads <laughs> like, don't, like don't even i don't know that sense of entitlement stresses me out 
And I was like, damn, I, I couldn't work in that doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. And all one doctor. all like that. Oh, yeah. There was one doctor who was very hot and he was fine with being called that. And I was like, I was like, notice how the one that's the hottest is the most polite. Okay. There's a correlation. <laughs> um, okay. All right. See, we go with the next one. All right. So, what can readers expect? Or well, let me ask, what are you most excited for about this part, this book, besides ripping my heart out? Because that's what you normally do with this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I honestly just think it's like, we're going to see how, um, I want people to see how people don't realize kind of what they really want until it's kind of presented to them and then taken away. And I think that's what I really want people to see in, in this, this one is that like, uh, between Grant and Lee, there's, there's the, you know, we get the flirting and the sexual tension and all that good stuff, but, um, they're both scared. Like he got his heart broken by his, in the last book, um, with his engagement not working out and it's for as much as he's this cocky doctor and everything it really did kind of scare him because then he realizes maybe I don't trust my gut I didn't do right in picking I didn't pick the right woman for me and so he's he's scared about jumping into another committed relationship whereas Lee kind of being on the other side of that and also having her relationship fall through in the last book she's kind of like looking for that uh the rebound that's the real thing and so yeah they both want different things they think. Um, and so I kind of just are really excited for people to, to see that play out. And I kind of did, um, I put a little bit of a, a personal experience, the, of sadness and loss in this book and just kind of, um, I, I don't allow, I'm not going to elaborate crazy on it, but, um, I think it's a, it's something a lot of women will be able to relate to. And so I just felt like I kind of wanted something a little raw and, realistic that sometimes oh, we God. face yeah so um you know I felt like it was <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty sad book but it's also like it's not at, uh, you know if I'm honest I kind of feel like a second chance at forever was more sad that one mm -hmm. that one messed Jesus me up right take now the wheel. that's how I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna feel I'm gonna get started on that one <laughs> I can't Oh God. I love a good cry though. I love a good cry, ah, but I'll be honest with you. I've been caught off guard recently by some books that weren't supposed to make me cry and made me cry. And I'm a little pissed off about it because <laughs> nobody warned me about any of this. Um, like I just right. read this book. I was just telling CB, somebody had recommended, I asked. So when Taylor Swift released her, you know, act of God out into the world, Mm -hmm. um and with the red version and all too well came out and everybody's watching a music video and I was like oh my god somebody give me recommendations for like this hurt I feel when I watch this music video and somebody gave me one that was like when life happened and I can't remember who it's by but the cover was like very just like not scary looking like it wasn't gonna like, I was like oh, I'll do that one first fuck everybody who recommended that book Everybody, oh, no. my heart was oh. absolutely destroyed. Are you talking about the okay? one by Jewel E.N.? Yeah, Jewel E.N. Julianne screwed me up, okay? Because A, it's not I like know. all too well, and B, it fucked me up emotionally. I was like, <gasps> I can't breathe. I literally cannot breathe right now. That sometimes, like, I, I, well, I feel like that's weirdly how I felt when I was listening to Folklore, Taylor's album. And so let me just preface this by saying, growing up, I was never a huge Taylor Swift fan. I, I could take it or leave it. I just wasn't really, you know, but listen, that girl's been through some shit. And now that we all are like, in, well, I don't, 
well, I should say me and her are in her thirties. Um, me too. I feel like, yes. <laughs> it's like you, Almost. the words, the lyrics, they hit different. They feel yeah. like, oh, you've been through some shit. You've been through some heartbreak and you're like, she's like, she's turned into like an Adele with her, with her emotions oh, and no, stuff. And so, understand. oh, I haven't even, I have not listened to it to 30 yet. I can't, I cannot handle that. So, oh God. but when it's I, when I listened to folklore and then I watched it, um, the whole little thing that she, the visual album she had on Disney plus, it just kind of like, that's when I started writing men of Rocky mountain, because it seemed like listening to that, that album, I was like one of those classic writers wallowing in my sadness and depression and misery and <laughs> just crying in the shower and like just listening to these, to these songs that were just felt really raw. And I was like. I'm going to put all of this into these books and make everyone else feel my pain. <laughs> Literally. I was not a huge Swifty either. I mean, I feel like everybody can gather that. Okay. I was not exactly bumping to teardrops on my guitar back in the day. Um, but I think that was a lot had to do with the fact that I wasn't really into like pop music anyways. And I think that, uh, I mean, it was my fault that I didn't like really like dive deeper into her music, but I think she got like labeled as like pop cringy, kind of just like regular pop radio, like artist. And when she started releasing like the vault, like when she was like coming through with like stuff, like the way she wanted it to come through, I was like, damn, Taylor, this is the Taylor I would have bumped in middles. Yeah. I like this. This is good. And then she fucked me up. Then she fucked me up. She she pulled me in and then she screwed me up. And then I was like crying over a relationship that happened four years ago. I was like, this has got me. Girl, I was was crying about relationships I made up. Like, hell, literally. These fake stories that I'm putting in the books. I was like. I was like, this is the most that she is doing the most right now. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if she does redoes like the 1989 album, which I'm not sure if she will. Like, I don't know if she's redoing all of them. Oh, great. Well, then I'm fucked because if she redoes <laughs> my, if she redoes 1989, Harry Styles is fucked. Okay. Everybody saw what happened to Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Out of the woods and style is literally about my husband and he's fucked. Okay. He's probably stole yeah. another sweater and the the mob's going to come after him now. Yeah. I got sucked into a, a, a wormhole on TikTok about what it, her longer versions for, for into the woods uh-huh. and style, like about like what happened in the story behind them and he I was, did like, not hit anybody <laughs> i'm telling you right now i'm gonna bring this up because i found this mom last and night dad for you mj i found this last night for you i'm saying right now he did not commit vehicular okay. manslaughter <laughs> so there is this girl on tiktok who posted yeah. tiktok and she posted one about how she was going on a date with some guy that she mm-hmm. met and he did not know taylor swift or the backstory so she tried to explain it and it wasn't working so she made him a google document okay that breaks down every single album every guy that every song is about every story Mm -hmm. who's on the shit list for her yeah it is everything like and i pull i have it saved just for you so you can go and fact check (laughs) i don't want to fact check anything harry styles did not commit vehicular manslaughter i don't care how many times swifties try to tell you it happened it did not happen listen um listen i don't know anything about it that's just i just saw that tiktok and i was like one this girl has too much time on her hands two i don't know what is going on and how i'm getting all of this is fuck Jake Gyllenhaal the scarf thief right like I'm I'm with the Swifties on that one but I'm gonna say right now y'all start coming for Harry Styles and I'm gonna have to call today 
because I'm going to be on that side of the fence every day. <laughs> hairstyles is the love of my life. <laughs> I cannot handle any hairstyle <laughs> slander. So I know that 1989 is probably coming out next, and I'm just ready for the Swifties to just be in his comment section, just like they are with Jake Gyllenhaal with that red scarf emoji. They are just right. lighting him up. I, You know, I will say, though, that like I think what has been kind of why I started like listening to to Taylor um mm -hmm. other than just what I would hear on the radio is the fact that like growing up I felt like you know this was her outlet this was how she talked about what she experienced and she was constantly dragged don't date her because she'll write a song about you she needs to get over it she needs to get over it and all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and now that we've gone through the, the me too movement and we now as women feel it's okay to be like uh I'm gonna call you on your bullshit yeah. if you're doing this, this kind of stuff to me I feel like people are like respecting for her for that now i'm like listen she could have went to the tabloids she could have done it a bunch of nasty ways but this was her creative outlet this is the yep. emotion she feels from what she went through and i i still see people be like i don't know why you date her she's gonna write a song about you and i'm like how about turn that narrative and tell people the the men that date her like stop being assholes and, and being she shitty won't write people. a song about you and then she yeah. won't have to write a bad song exactly about you. yeah she can write a good one about you she wrote a wonderful songs about joe that guy she's with so i'm like oh yeah my my issue like i'm talking about how i know her <laughs> i know right i genuinely hate how people are like oh my god it was a relationship she was in when she was 23 for three months get over it listen you can feel more for somebody in three months than you can in oh, yeah. 10 years you know like who are you to determine the amount of feeling that she has in three months you know just because you've never experienced right. that doesn't mean that you can undermine somebody else's experience and while jake gyllenhaal and taylor swift were completely of legal and consenting age when they dated she was 20 and he was 30 not that it's like i'm saying it's weird don't get me wrong i read age gap romances all the time however there is right. a difference in who you are when you're 30 and who you are when you're 20 and when that 30 year old is For gaslighting sure. you uh it definitely mm -hmm. can feel like it's almost like a manipulative kind of nature you know and Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I would say right now is that fucking uh, Dylan O'Brien did a fantastic job. I was re-watching that and I was like, oh my God, I want to marry him so bad with this beard. I <laughs> love him with this beard. So did anybody else see the TikToks about the girl who dated the back of the neck guy? I'm sorry, what? So in the, in the video, when they show, they pan to the older version. Oh yeah, and it's Dylan just the sweater on. Yeah. And he's looking through the window at her signing the books. Yeah. So apparently they had to use obviously like a double for that because of the age. And there's yeah. a girl on TikTok who apparently dated him. Oh, great. And she was, <laughs> she sent him this whole video thanking Taylor for putting him out in the public <laughs> because Why? he was such a horrible person. Oh, shit. Oh, like I like messy TikTok. Listen, I'm not going to lie. My life has no drama, but you bet your ass I'm going to pop some popcorn and watch I am not messy TikTok. all these people I don't know. Not you. Also, this is the what? last thing I'm going to say before we're going to have to move on, but I'm going to tell you right, the scarf is non-existent. It's a metaphor for her virginity, period. Oh, for sure. Did you see her with the cherry? <laughs> ah, she poked it. I was like, you got me fucked like, up. You got me yeah. fucked up. If you Listen, mm -hmm. she's the queen of Easter eggs. She's she the queen really of it. Um, and I think that it, I don't think the scarf, I don't know. I think the scarf might have been, I think the scarf is, scarf is real, right? Because there's a picture of like the picture of them together, the scarf that she has on fast forward three years. And there's a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal wearing that exact same scarf in the paparazzi. Okay. So the scarf exists. 
But I think it's sounds, more of a metaphor. Sounds like Taylor is not the one that, that didn't get over there. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, a scarf. Did the love affair maim you too? Like, I get it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving forward. Sorry. Jesus. There's All right. Like a Taylor Swift. We so, took there. <laughs> we asked this question and a lot of authors hate it, but you're used to it by now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If a very bossy Christmas was to become a TV or TV series or movie, who would you cast as Kate and Damon? Oh, God. Um... You know, the girl for Kate, she has red hair in the book. And I know that, like, obviously people can just dye their hair. But maybe, like, the girl from Queen's Gambit. Who Who is that girl? She's, like, all the rage now. Let me look um, at her up. She has that new movie coming out where she is, like, a ghost. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to. I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, oh, I know who you're talking about. I Joy just don't know what Taylor, her name is. Taylor Joy, Anya whatever. Joy. Yeah. Joy Taylor or something like just, that. Yeah, she because she's a little ethereal looking to me, but um, and I think she's got like that coloring or whatever. Um, for the guy Jake Jill, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Never. Jake garbage. Yeah, no, I would um, I would not cast him. Um, I don't. Oh goodness. Um, I feel so bad because I don't know a lot of people that are like actors that are I, I always just know the old ones or the guys from Yellowstone yeah. and none of them are gonna <gasps> that. oh god don't put my, oh my god my heart just like literally exploded <laughs> oh I love Yellowstone <laughs> me too um, he would be a hard person to cast Damon I feel like you know in my mind because his name is Damon I just keep picturing Damon from Vampire Diaries Ian, Ian Summerholder who is yeah. fine so I mean but he's okay. might be a little bit older, too old. I think he's forty. You now. already know who I was picturing when I was reading this book. <laughs> there was a whole yeah. thing with that. <laughs> yeah, I, to... I honestly, okay. Now, now I'm having this like Jake Gyllenhaal thing. I need to say something real quick about him, real quick, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna not talk about Taylor Swift anymore. I hate Jake Gyllenhaal, but I love Jack Twist in Brokeback Mountain. I just watched it last night for like the 80th time, and I just need everybody to know that. Okay, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal is that I do love Brokeback Mountain. So there's that. Um, all right, so what do you have planned for 2022? Mrs. Writing eight months in advance has like nine releases coming up. Lady crazy. I know. Okay, so right now what I'm doing is um, I have book four, uh, only four forever coming out and of the Rocky mountain, men of Rocky mountain, that's going to come out in December. And then January, I will actually, let me backtrack Monday, November 22nd, this coming Monday, I'm actually releasing, I'm re-releasing a box set that I had previously published. This is the Southside boys. So this is a little darker. I love that fucking image you got on that oh my god I saw that and I was like holy shit I said okay Alexis yeah like he so well I wanted to redo the cover because you know back when I first wrote and published those books I was very new to the publishing game and it it didn't really quite convey kind of the the characters uh the edginess the darker kind of ex-con vibe so I worked with my designer I wanted to get something um that really conveyed that and I wanted to change the name to actually be Southside Boy so that people were aware so um, it is a republication and, and obviously because Amazon's policies, I, I couldn't just change the title and cover of the old one. I had to 
unpublish it and republish it. So that's coming out. Yeah. And it is, I'm, I'm, and because it is a re relaunch, I'm all four books, if you can get them for 99 cents. So like the whole box set will only be 99 cents, which is a really good deal. But um, so I have that coming out. And then in December, I have uh, book four of only for, uh, only for forever. And then January is actually going to be a release of a brand new series that I'm doing. So oh, two times last year, yeah, two times last year, I pulled my readers and I said, what do you like, what do you want to hear from me or read, I guess. And they said they wanted to read kind of like um, the special forces security alpha dudes, you know, so I'm reading right now um, and it is awesome. Okay. Yes. She, I did. She's my beta reader right now. I was like, I need you to read this for me because it's not coming out yet. Um, and it's there. He's, he's kind of, uh, these guys are a little, just a little more like um, brash, you know? And so that's going to be so far. I have four books for that series. It could go further. Um, but uh, I'm going to have those come out. I actually came up with two standalone books that I really want to write this year because uh, Dirty Little Secret, which was my last and only complete standalone, besides like my holiday books, um, did really well. And people really liked having a break from a series. And so I was so relieved to hear that because sometimes I have a book idea in my head and I don't want to turn it into a whole series. So I have yeah. two of those that I'm currently plotting. Um, I'm tr I want to get the one of them out in probably February. We'll see because I'm not starting writing it yet. <laughs> Uh -huh. So I have that series and then um, a couple standalones and then uh, book five of Men of Rocky Mountain. And then for the second half of 2022, what I really would like to do is I want to go back to the Slade Brothers and I want to do a second generation. I'm, I'm so excited. I never thought about doing <laughs> I never thought about doing like a second generation. <laughs> My head hurts um, for you. Yeah. You know what it is though, is I, I get these, these in my head and if I don't get them out they'll drive me crazy and so oh, I'm yeah. like no I just I just want to write and so right now I'm doing like three works in progress and I said I would never do that again but you know here we are so my I ADHD brain is just I also like, aid in some of her decisions too because she'll tell me about these ideas and I'm like yes. I need to do this <laughs> I don't like should I do this <laughs> and then do of course so, I'm the one that's helping put these books out <laughs> I'm like go read this Yes, oh which God. I greatly appreciate. So it's it's like it's it's hard because I I just want to keep writing writing, but I do have to give myself a little bit of a break sometimes because this past year, um, about a month ago, I did I just kind of hit a wall in my brain and was like, and we're done. So I yeah. just took like two weeks off and just said, forget it. I'm not gonna write anything. Ended up getting a cold while I was at it, which was great. So, um, For but sure. yeah, now. To take a break. At least it wasn't the Rona, but it's just great because then I just felt I just felt really reinvigorated, and now I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to get these stories out, and I'm so excited too. I wish I had that so, drive. I don't. This, you know what? I feel like I don't know what else to do with my time. I'm a very hyperactive individual, <laughs> so I yeah. feel like if I don't do things, I'll turn it into stress and anxiety. You know, as a, oh, as yeah. a true millennial, and so I'm like. <laughs> me do what else am I gonna do see I I get the same so. way I'm super hard on myself with that like it's like if I can't write I'm very much the person where if I sit here for an hour and I'm trying to write and nothing is happening happening and it's not flowing I have to get up and do something else because it's not going to happen if I continue to sit there but then I feel guilty for not mm -hmm. sitting there <laughs> it's like I'm not working right. I'm not doing something but it's like if I go do it then I'm gonna hyperactively hate myself 
So yeah, it's just not a good time. Oh yeah. I, this was not the job to yeah. pick if you have anxiety, but apparently I like to torture myself. <laughs> right. I, I, and I feel like it's like this. Um, I'm not good at relaxing. I don't, I think I don't know how to relax. And right. so, and I don't say that like some people, cause I can't stand the hustle and grind culture that Pete, that we have cultivated where it's just like 24 seven, no days off. Like that's so stupid physically, mentally. It's about absolutely. drive. It's about power. <laughs> God, that song is always in my head. Um, and so, yes. Okay. Like, but yeah, like that, that mentality of just like, go, go, go until you're like mental health is trash and physical health is yeah, trash. No, thank and, you. Cause then I'm like, well, what kind of content am I pushing out at that point? I, I'm not interested in that. So I try to like find ways to like channel. That's why I keep being like, maybe I should get another kitten. That'll be. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Cause that's a good idea. That's going to just yeah. add to my chaos. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story, but my cat whole, whole ass cat was in this tree, this Christmas tree yesterday. And he's like a 14 pound cat and he got it, got all the way up in there. Not I love over. it when cats get in Christmas trees and they just sit there. Yeah. I love, I love it when cats do that. And I'm just like, so it's, 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 um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to just be like, I'll just marinate on this for a little bit. I'm like, no, get it out, write it down. And I don't know. I, I keep telling myself, like, maybe I'll take like March off because I'm also moving probably around that time. And mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I should probably give. Are myself... you leaving Colorado? Oh, no, no, no. Just buying a house. So I just. She's moving. an owner just buying a house. <laughs> no, I am not leaving Colorado. <laughs> never um, so oh well, yeah same area and everything but uh just after four almost yeah I'll, I've lived here four and a half years I figure it's time to like put down roots I'll commit so fuck yeah. that no thank you <laughs> I, I will never me, I have moments of panic the other day I had a full meltdown and I was telling my sister I'm like is this the right choice what am I doing <laughs> should yeah, I just um, go live in Versailles and buy a place in France <laughs> yeah my literally my dad my literally my poor husband like honest to god like I don't I don't know if he really understood what he was signing up for when he uh attached his life to mine but uh I don't like <laughs> commitment at all I hate it I literally <laughs> I literally I love him right and I feel like that's a different type of commitment but I have this like I don't know. I have like this really, 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 I think it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've never really like settled in one area my entire life. Like my parents divorced when I was really young. I was like shipped back and forth between those two. And then they equally moved all over the place. So I've never really like had a place where it's like, mm. oh, I grew up there because I've grown up everywhere. So I really just love the chain of change of scenery. And I feel like thinking about buying a house makes me want to literally like Oh God. Like, it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to be trapped here forever. Yeah, I, I literally, that's what happened to you last night. I was up till like 1am laying in bed, just anxiety out my ass because I was like, is this, should I do this? Like, is this the right choice? And, and I'm the, I'm the opposite. I grew up with uh, my parents built the house that they're still in when I was two. And so yeah. I lived in one place, but then once I moved out after college, my sister and I, we moved, we moved every single year for like probably eight years uh, I love around that. Chicago and it was I mean we stayed in Chicago but it was just like all all around and so it, yeah it's, it's one of those things where you, I think about it and I'm the same way I hate commitment I have such commitment issues that's why I'll never get a tattoo because I cannot commit to shit that's why my hair changes all the time 
I yeah. get it. I mean, relationships I can commit. Uh, yeah. Been married. I mean, there's, you know, but it's, it's yeah, everything else. It's, it's terrifying. The house thing is terrifying, but I I'm can't. Like, I wish you well, and I will be supportive of you from a distance right. if you need I appreciate me. it. It's also <laughs> one of those things where I, I'm 35, but I still am like, um, am I, should I be doing this? Do they know who I am? Like, I'm, I'm 18. I shouldn't be back now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So we're going to shift to holiday questions because uh, Christmas is, you know, coming up and all of that good jazz and it's all deck the halls and bows of, you know, whatever. Yay. Uh, <laughs> jingle bells. Uh, so we're yeah. excited. Do you want to start, Stevie, or do you want me to start? I'll start. I can't remember okay, what ahead. she called. What did that girl call people who like the jingle jangle bitches is that or the jingle jangle jingle hose? jangle bitches jingle ba- jingle jangle hose that's what y'all are called jingle jangle <laughs> hose so what were some of your favorite holiday traditions as a kid favorite holiday okay so um first of all i'll say um i come from a very unseasoned chicken family when it comes to traditions we do not have to we're the most basic boring people i hate to say i wish we had like some sort of fun traditions but if my mother listens to this she's gonna yell at me but um (laughs) it's just like we the one thing I remember though that we always did was uh hide the pickle it's a pickle ornament and you hide it in the tree yeah whatever kid gets it we did that you get an extra present um the other I guess tradition I guess it's just like setting up the tree like I like that like we would order pizza and usually it was the night of Thanksgiving I think or the next night that -hmm. weekend and we'd help my mom put up the tree my mom has like seven Christmas trees she she loves her Christmas trees Um, I get it and so we would put those up and we decorate the house um usually we did did it wrong and got yelled at but um (laughs) I think that's kind of like the only tradition that we have like we just I love it I apologize guys it's what's it's no it's fine all right Stevie what's yours um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we really did much as kids. I mean, we we did Christmas Eve on at my grandparents' house, and that was a yeah. And then we did Chinese on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, I'm here I for like it. That. I mean, I'm one of so growing up in with my parents. My parent, my, I'm the oldest of 19 grandkids on my mom's side, and the oldest of five on my dad's. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Christmas was always like, you went to like 50 different houses. See, my question is like, I don't understand how I hate Christmas and y'all love Christmas because I have so many traditions out the ass. It is insane. That's maybe why I hate it because of the no, traditional aspect Christmas. of it. I'm getting ready. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to get my Christmas tree out. That's what I'm saying. Why do I not love Christmas? Finally, I away the Halloween decorations. <laughs> I will say this. I love the idea of Christmas I think more than actual Christmas because let's be honest Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys but for me Christmas involved a lot of family fights (laughs) oh hell yeah Uh, my family hates each other yeah so and I guess I could say like one of the I guess I don't know if it's your favorite tradition or favorite it's more of a memory because uh we used to go to my grandma's house and um Star Wars would be on so we'd watch that at Christmas and I that was the one time a year that I got to see Mm -hmm my cousins and, and, and it was just kind of like fun just being around other people because my, my family is very, like my immediate family was very hermit-like, I feel like. So yeah. 
so that was kind of cool, but we stopped doing that a long time ago. And my parents host Christmas because my brother has four children. And so well, they would all come over. I think for me, I mean, I, when I say I hate Christmas, I hate, I hate, I hate like lights and, and Santa Claus. I hate that Christmas, but I think my favorite thing, like tradition wise, I love being around my family. I have a huge family. So like there are 13 grandchildren for my dad's grandparent, my dad's parents. Uh, there are 13 of us and we all hole up in my mom, my grandparents' house and spend the night on Christmas Eve in that, in that, in their house. Yeah. So, and we'll play games and like we open stockings on Christmas Eve and we, you know, like do that kind of, I mean, we definitely fight like Christmas day after we eat like dinner, somebody's fighting over something. It's (laughs) insane. So there's definitely, oh yeah, absolutely. Somebody brings up a girlfriend somebody had and like, freaking 1972 or something it's just <laughs> insane um and and in my family's they've my my like my aunts and uncles and even including my dad they've all been divorced and remarried like multiple times mm. which there's nothing's wrong with that right but there's it's happened so many times that like for example like my the oldest grandson Ethan he's a year older than me and he once accidentally talked about a memory but it was with the wrong spouse for my uncle and he oh. was like, oh, no, wrong, wrong, wrong one. And he's like, aw. So it, like, just starts, like, a whole thing. But I think, for me, it's, like, the family aspect of it. Because even on my mom's side, like, getting together and, like, cooking and everybody's, like, doing something and there's football on and it smells good in the house. So I think that that's the part of the holidays I really like. Like, I could give a shit less if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. I just really love, like, the feeling of being around my whole family. So I would yeah. say. And I think, yeah, that's. Yeah, so I would say spending the night at my grandma's on Christmas Eve is the funnest holiday tradition ever, unless you're sleeping next to your brat ass cousin. Like you want to be sleeping next to the right cousin because if you're not, right. they're gonna kick you in their sleep. But it's fine. Yeah. So that's my Here's favorite. A fun, a fun fact: I was not taught Santa Claus, so I don't know any of that stuff. Elf on the shelf, Santa. I don't know any of those oh, traditions or anything like that. So which is, I know, kind of odd, I think, being No, it's fine. I think if I ever have children, I don't want to teach them Santa Claus either. Yeah, I just, I wasn't raised with it. So I, I don't, even if I had children, I, I wouldn't either because I don't know it. Yeah. I would just be like, they ask me who he is. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm Santa always creep me the fuck up, <laughs> freak out. Like, why, what do you mean he comes down in the chimney and like, is in the house? What do you mean? Like, it's okay. <laughs> That's weird. Why do we, what am I going to sit on his lap? That's gross. I don't understand why we're doing this. So no, thank you. All right. So what is your, I'm going to skip the second question. Cause we already kind of answered that one. So like, what is your favorite Christmas song? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a basic B and I do love all in for Christmas and I carry, but I, you know, I really love last Christmas by Wham. I love that song. I know it's like so corny, but I, I like it. Any Christmas songs. Same. Um, and I love what's the Britney Spears one? Um, Santa, like my only Christmas wish. Santa baby, is that it? No, it's. Uh, okay. oh. I don't know I don't the actual know. name of it, but um, but yeah, I I you know what I like the, I even like all the Christmas carols, like the ones that are like the traditional ones we used to sing in yeah. church. That was um when that was like the only time of year that I really liked church was because I got to sing all those songs and you don't really <laughs> get to sing them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would have to say uh, those, those three. Um, 
Ah, I know they're kind of corny. You know, I even like that really stupid grandma got run over by reindeer song because it makes me laugh. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think I have a favorite one, mostly just because I just don't like Christmas music. But Stevie, you take that question. You take um, it, go. Probably it's a most random song, and I love the movie to go with it is Christmas shoes. Never mm-hmm. heard it, but it sounds it's a really, amazing. really sad song and really oh. sad movie. <laughs> who just wa- yeah. who just wants to listen to sad music on Christmas? No, it's a, it's a story <laughs> behind it. The song that that Alexis was talking about though is um my only Christmas wish. Okay. Yes. By Bernie Spears. Spears. Uh, that's a good. You know, let me just back up really quick because I I did when you said the Christmas music, you said it's sad. I actually remember a Christmas like tradition that we used to do when we were kids, and I I love this memory. And it is my mom used to read us different Christmas stories. She would read us. Mm. Um, the Christmas lamb or the little lamb or whatever it was called. She would read us um, the Nutcracker because she loves the Nutcracker. I was scared of the Rat King. Um, <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> um, and then she would read us um, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And then she would also read us The Little Match Girl, which that's that a good book. Children's I book. love that. I, I still can't. I still can't read it. I'll cry. But yeah, she used to read those to us. And that was like my favorite little thing because she would have the Christmas tree up and then we would have this little carousel that played Christmas music. And my mom has like 8 billion nutcrackers too. So, oh, um, no. so did my grandmother. Like, what I is, love like, it. What is the obsession with nutcrackers? I don't know. I found uh, like a three foot tall cat nutcracker a couple years ago. No, thank you. And I shipped it to my mom. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. <laughs> it's I like weird. I won't lie. Song. Okay, yeah. The song is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by Insect. Good See, I don't know where you guys get all these holidays. I don't know. I don't like who, it. Who um, that one? Me and Alexis said- were born in the 90s or well, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Late 80s. We were raised so? in the 90s. I mean, we had some. Hey, wait a minute. No, who sang that one from high when I was in high school? It was like Merry, Merry, Merry freaking Christmas. It was like All American Rejects or like Some 41. Yes. And I remember I, have no I loved that song. It was like the emo little Christmas punk anthem. It was great. I haven't <gasps> heard it in years. Oh my God, I have a Christmas song. Hold up. I know which one I like. The You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, but it's oh, yeah, by, the song. yeah, but it's by an, a rock band. Oh, what is it? It's going to drive me nuts until I can I figure also, it out. When I worked in the mall, I will say we used to, obviously, because the day after Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving was Christmas music in the mall. Um, and one of the hairstylists I worked for was obsessed with Christmas music. She plays it. She'd play it all year round if you'd let her. Um, and I liked Mr. Heat Miser. Yeah. Which is from that movie. Small Town Titans sings a cover of You're a Mean One, and it is my favorite. That is a good Christmas song. All right, there you go. There's one. <laughs> um, all right, Stevie, take the next one. Cringiest Christmas song. We're taking that first. Baby, It's Cold Outside is a rape date. It is rapey, rapey, rapey. It is so rapey. And like, I didn't realize it until I watched Elf and like him and Zoe Deschanel sang it. And then I was like, so rapey. Like this, this is coercion. This is not consent. Yes, Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Um, It's, I know that that's definitely, you know, cringiest Christmas song too is probably, um, oof. I know that I was just thinking of one the other day that I was like, this song's, you know, it's not cringy, but the one that is actually kind of cute that I still sing with the radio in the, the chipmunk voice. Is oh, that. Alvin and the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
I, I yeah. love, you know, I really like, I love Josh Groban and he, I like to listen to his Christmas album. He mm-hmm. has such a nice voice. Um, but there's, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of them. There, ooh, uh, one of the, um, Justin Bieber has a Christmas song that's pretty cringe. Oh God, no. I don't even want to. Oh I yeah, I like he, that song too. I like it, not going to lie. I think he released it and he was like 14, so. Yep, yeah, nope. Um, I, I couldn't think of anything, so I pulled up the list online, and of course, the first freaking song is the Christmas shoes. That's the Aww, cringiest that's one. Apparently, <laughs> that's the cringiest song, and I'm like, um, that's not funny, but it kind of is. Alvin um, and the Chipmunks is number four. Hey, good. That's, that's all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, I forgot my about that front song. Teeth. Yeah. So I do not like the song Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Like, oh, yeah. But I will tell you what song I like, and it's the craziest freaking song ever. And we used to play it every year on Christmas. My uncle is obsessed with it too. And it's um Dominic the Donkey. I don't even want to. It's Dominic the Christmas, the Italian Christmas Donkey. Oh my god, it's the funniest song. Camden used to dance around my house to that song. Oh gosh. I will tell you though that Ariana Grande has my favorite Christmas Santa Baby version. I love it. Yeah, so good. I like that one. That is a good song. I feel like it's underrated too you don't hear oh, it yeah. much. you always hear mariah so good, but you don't hear. yeah but all right what is your favorite holiday dish um so okay probably mashed potatoes and german noodles um that's yeah. what yeah like not, it has like great kind of a gravy but um i i don't eat meat and i haven't for years decades so yeah. I, I have to make my own food when I go to my parents' house because my mom, you know, I think she used like the turkey and the ham dressing yeah. for like to make everything. And so she will leave out potatoes, green beans, and uh, German noodles that I make for myself uh, when I go home. I'm not going home this year, but um, yeah, that and dinner rolls. I probably, they get, they get my mom gets these uh, rolls from a local steakhouse and I, I eat a good dozen. I'm not going to lie. I love <laughs> the dinner rolls. The house, that is the question. <laughs> they are not, but they're they're like that. They're like really yeasty oh, and yummy. big, and they're just oh, they're so good. And Look, I used to work for Texas Roadhouse, and don't listen to any employee that says they don't like the rolls because every single employee would literally go up and take a basket and bring them back to the kitchen. It's fine. That's what I would be doing. I wish I couldn't eat meat. I want to be a vegetarian so bad, and I can't be a vegan because I love cheese. And my Italian grandfather would smack the shit out of me. Um, so, um, but I, I want to be a vegetarian really badly. I just, I literally cannot go without chicken. I, I, gen- I really have tried, but chicken nuggets are my downfall every fucking time. Yeah. Um, I, I've just, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't had it since I was 10 and I just, I, I don't like meat. So, well, good for you. I wish I didn't like chicken I don't nuggets, like bread. but I do. Um, I think that my favorite holiday dish is, I don't. Mm, I don't know it's so tough because there's so many I'm gonna okay this is like I don't know it's controversial but I'm gonna go with green bean casserole but only my grandma's my grandmother's green bean casserole but then on the opposite side so my grandfather is Italian so we don't necessarily have turkey and ham for Thanksgiving there it's like 80,000 different uh fucking um Italian dishes but I'm gonna go my grandpa's bouillabaisse like seafood bouillabaisse is like oh my god with some Oh my God, with some like fresh Parmesan and some linguine noodles and a whole ass lemon. And it is the best, it is the best thing ever. That's my favorite. 
What's your Stevie? You know what mine is. We talked about this yesterday. Potatoes! We literally had this conversation last night because there was another author that did a, like, a vote when thanksgiving dishes in her group yeah she would eliminate one every day and these people are trying to pick stuffing over mashed potatoes Hmm. no i i like stuffing but i i'm a mashed potatoes gal and you know what i eat it twice a year if i'm home if i eat if i eat traditional thanksgiving and christmas at my parents house i that's the only time Mm -hmm. of year we have mashed potatoes why is that i don't know I make them all the time. Like I'm just. She literally gets French fries from Chinese restaurants. (laughs) She (laughs) is a potato gal. You expose me all the time on this podcast. Look, they carry chicken wings at this Chinese food place. Don't ask why. I don't know why. (laughs) They just have really good French fries. It's fine. Yeah. Is it? Is it my turn to ask a question? Is it your turn? My turn. Okay, go. I'm also skipping around these holiday dish. What is it? Least favorite holiday dish. Mine is cranberry sauce. I hate cranberry sauce. Okay, I've never even one. had that. I mean, I've seen it's it. It's disgusting. But I, I'll do it. I've never had it. Okay, so um, I guess like the traditional would be green bean casserole. My family does not make that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not just insult. My grandmother's green casserole. I'm from <laughs> Listen, the south. Just- it's a staple. I'm from the Midwest where casserole is a middle name. All right. Yeah. It is sacrilege. Like if you go to someone's house for anything, you bring in a casserole. So, yeah. uh, and I don't, I don't like it, but like my family never made it. My, I, someone at my grandma, when we used to go to my grandma's for Christmas, somebody there made it. And I remember I had friends giving one year and my friend made it and brought it over. And we all were like, the hell is that? And nobody ate it. <laughs> but, um, oh, but like my, my, God, so, my grandma also. So yeah, you don't I, have I a grandma's. <laughs> that that would probably be my least favorite. However, the, what my family makes, which is vile, is oyster dressing. Oh God, absolutely that, not! It, it's it's literally the most redneck stuffing you can make. It's oysters and saltines, and so this gelatinous. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> Like, let's just throw some giant boogers in that while we're at it. <laughs> like, no! It, oh, God, my mm-hmm. grandpa eats those. It's a very Southern thing. So, yeah, so my, 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 I think my brother loves it. My mom, my uncle, they all love it. Me, my sister, and my dad are like, absolutely not. Yeah, not my least yeah. favorite is chicken livers. That is a hard pass. My grandfather fries. I don't know why he thinks that everybody wants to eat fried chicken livers for Thanksgiving, but you know, it will definitely be Just something because like obviously <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, I know that, you know, one day, like, obviously we all, you know, die. So like one day when he is gone, I'm definitely going to miss the smell of fucking chicken livers during Thanksgiving. It'll be something I miss, but nobody eats it besides him him and my dad are like chicken liver fanatics and i'm just like y'all are fucking delusional it's disgusting there's always that it's one very rubbery yeah there's always i had i had this great aunt and she we used to call her the grinch because she was always really grouchy and um she would bring literally those cherry cordials those chocolate covered cherries canned cranberry sauce and a fruit cake to like christmas and i'm like nobody eats those things 
ever well, okay except you <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you those cherry chocolate covered chairs you talking about the ones that are in the red box you pull yeah, out and they're yes, right i fucking love those now the fruit cake and cranberry sauce is a no-go it's not even biodegradable you cannot throw it against the wall it, would, it wouldn't crack no it, it's right up there with cockroaches and twinkies they'll survive nuclear they're warfare so good though oh we're talking there's about a everything. german version there's a oh, german okay, version that, that's pretty good it's a little bit dry, I, but i love i love those cherry things i don't i don't <laughs> care judge me <laughs> i don't care they're good you know what um, one of my favorite candies is black licorice and everyone thinks i'm psycho for that but no i like black licorice too i think it's good i love the smell yeah. of black licorice that's my favorite fa- my favorite flavor in jelly bean same is yeah black licorice is really good all right okay um i'm gonna skip around here all right what's your my, what's that's, your my, fav- my, that's my favorite mine oh my god what is your favorite christmas dessert no we didn't do christmas cookie yet oh what's your favorite christmas oh. cookie? Well, this podcast is 407 it's gonna be an hour and 30 minutes while i was hopping around we're, no, oh. we're only halfway sorry. done all right okay sorry. okay favorite christmas cookie so my favorite christmas cookie is anything that's like gingerbread like molasses uh like those windmill cookies or uh gingerbread cookies or like the star anise star anise cookies like the black licorice ones anything like that i feel like they're only around for the holidays and i don't know why again i don't know why but i i i love this because i'm not unfortunately i also i like the worst the, the food everyone hates i love and all the food that everyone loves i don't like so i don't like sugar yeah. cookies i don't like snickerdoodles I don't like cinnamon. I don't like any of those either. So either. Mine's gonna yeah. be the most random thing. What is it? Russian tea cake cookies. Oh, those are those cool. sound delicious. Those I've are never even had them. They got chopped up like all like walnuts in them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they're like, wait, are those like the white? Yeah, and they're rolled. Yeah, are they white? Sugar. Yes, I love those. I didn't know what those were. Yeah, those they're fantastic with a cup of coffee. So they have two different names. They're called Italian wedding cookies, or okay. <laughs> that's how I know them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, there's two different names to them, so you can know them by either one. Those are delicious. Yes, Bob. Um, I can't ship you food, Alexis, but my grandmother makes this molasses cake, and it is to die for. It is so good, and because I like molasses too. I've never had molasses cake. I bet that's nice and rich oh that sounds good it is but it's made in like a bunt cake form so like what she'll do is is the cake itself is um lemon pound cake and then she'll make this molasses uh like glaze that goes over top of it and when i tell you that it nearly makes me pass out from goodness it's so good um but lemon i think my fa- cake is one of my favorites so so oh yeah me too i think it's not a cookie but i don't really i'm not really a cookie gal um, but I'm going to say that my favorite, like, Christmas thing, like, cookie kind of thing is a Turkish Delight. I love those. Like, cherry-flavored mm. Turkish Delights. They're good. Okay. You ever seen the movie Narnia? The dude, the thing he's eating in the, that, that mm-hmm. thing. They're so good. I was like, yes, Edmund. I would, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same thing, dude. Uh, I was like, I'd, I'd risk my life for some Turkish Delights because them things are good. Yeah. All right. So, All right, in the spirit of, like, cookies, favorite Christmas dessert. Oh, mine was fucking Turkish delight. I would say probably pecan pie because it's mm. it's one of those things or pecan tassies, you know, like you only, again, we only have them once a year and yep. it's, I don't know. Yeah, probably because we, we're pretty traditional when it comes to Christmas desserts. We usually make 
like a crumb top deep dish caramel apple pie, which is great. Um, yeah. And then a, a pecan pie um, and pumpkin. My, my dad demands pumpkin at Christmas too. So, which I, I like, just end up but, eating a whipped cream though. I, that pumpkin pie is just an excuse to eat whipped cream for me. <laughs> it is kind of a weird it. texture. Like it's one of the yeah. things that my sister, my sister loves pumpkin flavored stuff, but not pie. Cause she's like, it's, it's just mushy. And I'm like, I'll give you that. Usually I can't eat stuff like that. Yeah. There needs to be more to it, but I'm not a pie girl. So it's either Turkish delight or it's my grandmother's strawberry icebox cake. Icebox cake. It's pretty good. My, my grandma used to make something similar for Christmas. Like an, it was a strawberry. It had like pretzel, crushed pretzels and oh, it's I don't, delicious. I've never, no. I never eaten it as a kid. Mine it's really good. started out as a Christmas dessert. And then we started requesting them for birthdays and every holiday you can think of. Um, my aunt makes this like Bailey's vanilla cake oh I don't even know what the, what it's called but it's this it's basically layers of marble cake it's mm-hmm. about this tall I'll have to find a picture of it and then she makes this like ganache out of, with um Bailey's Irish cream yes gosh and, it's good oh my god and then she drizzles it around the top of it and then puts almonds on the top oh my god it's so oh, that sounds delicious so good yeah I would eat the shit out of that it's my favorite it's making me hungry. makes it for me every year now. This is making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What is your, what's the favorite, what's your most, oh my God, the way that this favorite gift you have ever received. Um, okay. So my family's lame and they usually just give money, <laughs> but I'm lame because I give money because we're all at that age. Uh, I will say though, my favorite Christmas gift was after I graduated college um I really wanted I needed a new laptop and so I wanted um a MacBook and I was not willing to pay for it because those are expensive Mm -hmm. um so I was like I'll just ask for that for Christmas and my parents bought that for me to go for like second post-secondary education for like grad school and law Mm -hmm. school and stuff so excited about it but that's what I wrote my first books on Uh, I had that MacBook for 10 years and I recently I upgraded yeah, like a year and a half ago, I upgraded to my desktop. Um, but I would say that, and not from a material standpoint, but purely from the fact that that's literally what I wrote my first books on was Oh my was gosh. That okay, so. now my heart is just aching. I love that. All right, see I go. still have it. I just, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yes, you got to keep it forever. Just hoard it. All right, see you um, Oh man, favorite gift I've ever received. <sighs> probably and it wasn't even it was right before Christmas it was a couple months before Christmas but it was part of my Christmas present actually there's two so that year my grandparents gave me a car awesome it, so and it was free it was paid off I didn't mm-hmm. have to pay for it nice it worked out really nicely and it was a Honda so it lasted forever mm-hmm. um and then that Christmas so my grandfather um had surgery in November and he died right after Christmas that year but he got me my first luggage set and it was a really expensive luggage set and I still have it to this day um hands down favorite gift I've ever gotten um shit I feel bad um I think my favorite gift I've ever gotten was a Christmas gift from my uh Nano and it's a first edition Stephen King which is like so old 
it's like falling apart and I need to get it like rewired. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's a first edition and he found it online and it's, yeah, it's like most likely. Yeah, that's it. It's the stand. So okay. good. I love it. But yeah, that's probably, that's probably my favorite gift ever given ever. I nearly fainted. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, yeah, that's pretty amazing. All right, CV go. Um, Your favorite gift you've ever gifted. Yeah, favorite gift you've <laughs> ever gifted. Oh, boy. I don't remember. What have I got? You know what? Um, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of cats as gifts, but they're never for Christmas. <laughs> They've always been. <laughs> you're that. You're that relative. <laughs> Giving live animals. <laughs> No, I um I gave my mom, me and my sister gave our mom a cat one year for um Mother's Day or her birthday or something. I can't even remember. Um and I don't even think it was ours to give. I think it was my brother's cat. Um <laughs> but no, I, I'm trying to think the gift I've given somebody, I honestly I can't even I mean I've given my my sister is usually the person that I give the most meaningful gifts to just because we're so close and so I will see little things that I get her or you know um throughout the months and but like honestly if I try to think of like something super sentimental or I usually just get her like stuff I know that she won't buy for herself but yeah now now I feel terrible because I I honestly no it's fine yeah I honestly we did go to Paris together and that was like a fun um gift that's a hell of a gift um and it was yeah I she'd I'd I had gone without her before my mom had gone and we both loved Paris and so we used to talk about it she's like I'm so sick of hearing about it and I was like I'm gonna take you and we went yeah and now she's like hey we should go back to Paris and I'm like quit talking about it no (laughs) I love it I think the best gift I've ever given I gave my little sister she was two at the time. I crocheted a blanket that took me fucking oh. all year to make. Um, I crocheted a blanket. It was trash. It was so ugly. Still so ugly. Um, but I gave it to her and she was like two and she still has it. Oh, and that's yeah, amazing. stays on her bed all the time. And I'm kind of like, damn, my fingers going numb doing that was totally worth it. Cause she still keeps it. It's got <laughs> holes in it and shit. Now she used to carry it all around the ballpark. I used to like, I used to have a blanket that my grandma gave me when I was a kid. And I like, my dad's not really a big gifter like that. And her mom is not like that either. So I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to give her something that I had like that when I was a kid and sure fuck enough, it works. Things smell so bad. So bad. <laughs> like Aubrey wash it honey and she's like it's gonna get eaten up by the washer machine uh but yeah so I think that that's probably the best gift I've ever given um mine would be my sister doesn't listen to this but she'll be happy I mentioned it um for Christmas two three years ago four years ago I gave her tickets to go see pink for Christmas oh we had really 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 good seats nice hands down best concert I've ever been to she did that song on beautiful trauma with Eminem and she had a big blow up doll flying out with her it was hilarious he flew across the crowd (laughs) I love it all right so our final question for the holidays is what kind of holiday shopper are you are you like a year-long hoarder black friday shopper last minute uh okay so it kind of depends on the person I will say for my mom and my sister 
I tend to get stuff throughout the year that I see mm-hmm. that I like that I know that they're gonna like like uh, I'll get little things and like right now I, we have a box of little things that we've bought for my mom um, for my nieces they're all at the age they just want money which is great because trying to shop for children so I don't hard. know the first thing about it so I'm like I remember one time I accidentally bought a gift and that for one of my nieces for like her eighth birthday and it was like very much what you get a five-year-old and I was like I'm not good at this I'm done so <laughs> uh but yeah so for them I just give them money because that's I always ask them um and I'll get them like little like they love like um gift cards because you know they can pick out their own stuff but for my dad that's I just ask my mom I'm like what what does dad need because if I ask my dad my dad will say oh just get me some chapstick and some combs from Walgreens and I'm like it's a little out of the budget this year dad but no um but I I just don't know what to get him (laughs) so my dad is such a hard you know like you have those family members that are the worst like you're so hard to buy for because anything they want they usually just buy for themselves you know like they're so hard to fucking buy for my dad messaged me this year like it was literally like three weeks ago he messaged me he said real simple for Christmas this year this is what I want and he sent me like a bunch of fucking letters and I was like dad did you like accidentally like fucking like butt dial text me and he was like yeah I want he wants like these it's like the the like the religious books they're like the book of Enoch and that kind of thing so like the the books in the bible that have been taken out um and that's basically what he wants for Christmas and I that has never happened before I was like oh my god I'm gonna get him like first editions because he's never in my life has he ever messaged me and been like hey this is what I want for Christmas because he's so hard to buy for but my dad's also the guy that's like oh you know just get me whatever and if you don't get him something he's like oh I don't even need anything but if you don't get him something he's gonna be so salty (laughs) so that is that's literally my dad so I was like fuck yeah I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get these that's great so glad you did that um I'm a I'm a cyber monday shopper I hate black friday um oh yeah I go though from with my grandmother my little grandma standing out there with a little umbrella in the Uh, rain at 2 a.m waiting for the store open (laughs) so yeah I I did it once as like a bodyguard but <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I tell you what, from a, somebody who worked retail for majority of her life for like 17 years, I loved working Black Friday. I'm so glad you do. Really? I absolutely because... loved it, mainly because it was always drama filled. It was always other people arguing over stupid shit. Yeah, and well, I it had South. to be entertaining. It was very entertaining. Oh, and so one year I worked at a clothing store which was when Justice for Kids was still open. Um, Black Friday, they did a huge sale and people were fighting over like the limited edition shirts or whatever they had out for Christmas. Yeah. It was the dumbest shit, but it was it's the state's biggest mall. So of course it was like lying with people. I had to get there at three o'clock in the morning before the mall opened. Nope. Well, my grandmother is getting older and Sheila's going to go no matter what. So we have to go to protect her because I once watched somebody get a finger bit off over a toaster in a Walmart one time <laughs> on Black Friday. <laughs> Swear oh, no. to God. It I, insane. It's what I, I went Black Friday shopping one time and it was after I graduated college and I was moving into my first apartment. And I went because I was like, uh, it was actually worth it at the time because to get like, um, you know, essentials like a toaster oven and all that kind of stuff that you know kind of that stuff adds up so I mean I found some good deals but now I'm a cyber 
Monday person. I have one thing on my on my list this year. I want a robot vacuum because let me tell you, trying to keep the fur off the floor, right. I <laughs> do not have time for that. I get it. So I love. I want to get one of the best. Yeah, it really is. I, I got, Amazon's um, got them on sale right now too because they're black. They're start. They're like extending their Cyber Monday and Black Monday Black Friday sales throughout the month. Oh, of okay. December. That's what I need to do because I'm like I I am like I need to get right. That's the only thing on my list this year, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've reached that age, but I'm so excited <laughs> for it. The, the, when you get excited over house appliances, because I, I love it, I, it's the little things. So you know, I got so stoked when my Nespresso when I got a Nespresso, I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> change my life. I'm finally gonna have my shit together. Look, Still I got five cats. I need a robot vacuum. <laughs> That's <laughs> me. I'm getting my life's together because I got this coffee pot. Okay. It oh, girl, all like, coming together. That's I, I tell myself that like no, this is it. This 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 vacuum cleaner is going to change my whole life. I do the same <laughs> thing. I literally no, do the same not. thing. I'm going to get this new Tempur-Pedic mattress, and it's going to change the course of my life forever. Hey, that might actually change your sleep, though. That will be worth it. Um, but it's funny though, whenever I when I say these things to myself. I'm, when my Peloton came, I text my friends and I was like, this is it. I'm about to be so shredded. You guys don't even know. And then I was like in a Morgan Freeman voice. She would in fact not be shredded. She would be five pounds heavier the next year. Because <laughs> that's how it goes. I <laughs> wanted a point. Peloton so bad, but I knew now I'm just doing actual cycling classes. Like I'm forcing myself to go and in the public with people. Cause I knew that if I got an actual Peloton and I put it in my office, I would never touch that fucking Peloton. Really? I'm the exact opposite. If I tell myself I have to go to a workout class and be around other humans that speak to me, I'm like, Ugh. I get scared and come. My sister tells me all the time. Like, so when I was writing um, only for forever, because she's a Pilates instructor, I love Pilates, but I've never done ref- former Pilates, like on the machine, yeah. always wanted to. And two studios opened up by me and they had like these um, class discounts. So I went to cl- the several classes at both studios just so I knew what I was talking about because there is a scene on a Pilates machine and I'm a... <laughs> so, I um, know how this works. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. So I like tell my sister and she was like, the moment someone tries to get to know you in one of those classes, you quit going. And I was like, ah, you're right. Yeah. thinking of all the gyms that I have stopped going to. So I'm like, Literally. Soon, like having it in my house though. I'm like that. I'll do that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, no, I, could just I will TV. not. I will not. Well, do hey, at least, I will leave it alone. At least we and both I, know. But see, the thing is, is like, I hate going to public places. Cause it's like, especially when like somebody next to me mm-hmm. is like way more in shape, you know, like, like I want to go, I want to, I want to work out buddy that we're going to go to cycling, but like, they're going to be out of breath too. You know, like, when I say I want to go hiking, right. it's like, yeah, I want to go hiking, but you got to be like huffing and puffing with me. Like, you can't be like, let's go for another lap. You know, like when we get up to the top, I'm going to be like, I am going to throw myself off these embankments. That's everyone in Colorado. Seriously. They're like, <laughs> you can't just be like, I want to go on a nice casual hike. Yeah. They're like, we're getting up before the sun and we're going up <laughs> to 14,000 feet. And your toes will, your toenails will fall off and you'll pee blood. Yeah, no. and like, my God, can't we just. <laughs> you'll pee like, blood. I'll chill. be honest. Can I? Yeah. Like When I was on edibles, I think I probably could have done it. Like my body was so numb to everything. This Colorado, no, don't like I have done cannabis like prior to going to Colorado. So it's not like it was my first experience, but Jesus fucking Christ, y'all put something in your weed 
it, it hits it just, different. I was just yeah. like, this is, this is some different shit. Cause when we first got there, we like landed and it was Hannah's 21st birthday. And we were like, oh, we're going to go clubbing. Like we're going to, you know, do that. So we stopped by a dispensary first, got all of the essentials and then went back to the hotel room and we smoked. And you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we smoked. Yeah. We smoked. And uh, like, you got to understand that we've been smoking you know, weed since, you know, before weed was, you know, like a okay thing to do. Um, so like, I mean, we had like stashes. Allegedly. 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 I allegedly, I allegedly had like stashes underneath my bed and buried in like boxes out in the yard. Like we were very legit when it came to it, but (laughs) so it's not the first time we've ever done it. And so we smoked, we smoked a blunt, like we split a blunt in half and then we took two edibles, which is normally what I do. Like, you know, took two. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. I could not move out of that hotel room. I you told her, if, yeah. I told her if Michael Myers busted that door to try to kill us, I'd be like, dude, you just got to let it happen because I could not move, could not move. And we had, I think we had misread the label, honestly, because it said, I thought it said 50 milligram per gummy okay and she had got one that had like 100 milligram per gummy so we had gotten like two different ones it was 500 milligrams per gummy and so we were fucked we were fucked and could not move that whole night so we just slept her 21st birthday and woke up and we were like what happened to us so then yeah, we realized yeah, we could pace ourselves yeah Colorado weed is job. not playing games y'all are on some different <laughs> shit over there yeah but, plus the altitude yeah, but it was that like really the funnest time I've ever you. had in my whole life. So it was fine. But that is our last question for you. Once again, you have been such a phenomenal guest. We love talking to you. Uh, literally every single one of your episodes is always like two hours because we just cannot stop talking to you. I love it. I'm here for I'm it. Sorry. I know no, I talk too much, but I know it's totally a good thing. For next time. Yeah, it's 100% a good thing. Um, but, um, if you want to let our listeners who have not heard any of your earlier episodes before know where to find you, or if you have anything coming up, uh, the floor is yours for the next little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I do have a box set relaunching and it's a great way to, I have a lot of new readers this past year or two. So it's a real, I'm just kind of using that as, as a way to introduce them, you know, to some of my past work that they haven't read. Um, and I, I'm present in my reader group on Facebook. I try to interact with people and do some polls and giveaways and things like that. So would love to have people over there following me on Instagram as well. And it's always under um, Alexis Winter, Alexis Winter author. Um, I am on TikTok, but uh, after they banned me, I came back. <sighs> I'm better at TikTok. I came back, but <laughs> they, but um, I'm too scared to post anything because they'd always flag my stuff and take it down. So like you gotta ah, speak in code on, on TikTok just, in order for them to not ban it. Oh, trust me. I tried. <laughs> I had it so coded that I look you couldn't even understand what I was saying. <laughs> I just use emojis and, at uh, this point. Just use emojis. I, did. I, I I I tried and they still were like, this is inappropriate. It makes me think that someone's reporting it. It probably so is, to be honest with it's you. Probably getting in front of the wrong audience. There is I cannot tell you how many times like I've posted like the word like wrath and it's gotten flagged but then like two videos down there's like a chick who's in like her underwear and I'm like and like she's covering her boobs with her hands and it's like yes body empowerment but like why can't I fucking post a book talk tiktok like wtf right it's like this is right so I know know, and that's where I'm like so yeah I'm I'm always um 
on my socials and email too. I always try to respond to every single email, but um, there's some good stuff coming out for me. Like I said, a book and then two new releases back to back. Well, yeah, let's be honest, back to back releases probably for the next six months. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my insanity is going to be at an all time high, but it's okay. It's worth it. It's fine. It's Our signups are open. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we literally cannot wait to see what comes out of what it is that you do. Um, and thank you again for joining yeah. us. And we hope to chat with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I always have a wonderful time with you ladies.